When we talk about parda or hijab, there are two kinds of hijab. One is the first commandment is given to men and the other is the commandment of hijab or parda given to women. Our beloved Khalifa has mentioned many times that men are addressed first and then the women. Although in our day-to-day -day interactions we typically put more pressure on women, but the reality is that men are in fact addressed first. And what is again unique is that the parda of men and parda of women in its external application is quite different. Men's parda is different from women's parda. Um, and the difference is because we, in fact, as men and women, are created slightly different in terms of what we are attracted to. For example, there was a study many years back, and in fact, our uh, missionary Imam Rizwan Khan Sahib had mentioned this as one of his Jalsa Salana speeches, in which there was a study done of about 100 candidates in which they had to see what it is that men are attracted to and what is it that women are attracted to. And so for men, the attraction was always the physical beauty. It did not matter what her educational standard was. It did not matter um, what her profession was, how much money she had. They simply looked at her physical beauty. While for the women, they had another test as well in which they would have educated men but dressed in very uh, unprofessional clothing, like janitor clothing or something, just a beggar or homeless man or whatever. Or they would have a very ugly man in terms of his physical beauty, but he would be wearing maybe a doctor suit or something, maybe a lawyer or something educated. The conclusion was that more women were attracted to the doctors who were, although physically not attractive, but because they had wealth, it was their wealth that brought them attraction. So the conclusion came was that what are the two things that they're attracted to? Men are attracted to physical beauty. Women are attracted to wealth. And if you look at the injunctions that Islam has in fact given us through God Almighty and through the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 1400 years ago, both of these attractions have been identified and guidance has been given. For women, of course, because men are attracted to their physical beauty, Allah says, cover their physical beauty. So that they can roam around in society without being judged, without being given you know, specific you know, circumstances, or even just being objectified. They can then be seen for beyond their physical beauty. And on the other end, it told our men, because women are attracted to your wealth, we have to be humble in what we show, in what we display. For example, two things that we are you know, brought up very young that men are forbidden from wearing. Anybody know one of them? Gold. Gold, very good. What is the other one? Anybody know the other one? It's a clothing, a type of cloth. Silk. Silk, very good. Gold and silk are both forbidden for men. And the reason, again, was the philosophy behind it was both of these are signs of wealth. And so in today's day and age, of course, gold and jewelry is still seen as a sign of wealth. And even clothing, depending on what kind of clothing you're wearing, it's very, very expensive. It may even have silk in it to show that, you know, that kind of luxury. And so Islam, in fact, in, in a way, it shows a philosophy of parda for men that you must, must, absolutely must show humbleness and not extravagance in your wealth. You may be rich and well-to-do, but you not display it excessively. And for women, 
The same applies, but in a different way, that since men are attracted to your physical beauty, for you to cover those that are apparent thereof. You know? um, and so, in this way, Allah Almighty has in fact guided both men and women. What again is important though, is that there is a physical beauty, or there is a physical parda, but there's also an internal parda, which many a times we forget to highlight, which in fact is more important in some ways, or it is just as important as the external parda. For example, in this day and age, especially here in New York City, there will be some girls who will do the hijab, who will do the parda, but they will also go to clubs, they will also go to bars, they will also go partying, they will also date, they will do all of the above. So, in essence, they have the external parda, but internally they don't possess any of it. They don't understand the philosophy of what the purpose of that parda is. If they're dating and they're doing all of those things. In the same way for men, maybe they're not wearing gold, maybe they're not wearing silk, but what are they doing? They're married and yet they spend a portion of their day watching pornography. Or they spend a portion of their day when they're walking with their wives, they're looking at other women. So again, they have you know, the external parda, but the internal parda is missing. So this brings, this begs for us that we now have to understand that when we are educating our own selves, we must incorporate both. And when we're telling our kids, we should also have a conversation with our sons. This is what external parda is. This is what internal parda is. And same with our daughters. And you will see that even in this day and age, you can ask any kid, turn on any music video. You will see two elements. You will always see men with a lot of money, expensive cars with jewelry, and you will always see women half-dressed. Every music video possesses this kind of element for, to some extent. Why? Because again, it's attracting both of the genders, both of the sexes, so that they can be attracted to this video. So what I had come across in my experience which I think was a very unique lesson, was that when we were serving in the islands, there were two very distinct islands that showed two very different qualities, and which is where we came across some of this internal and external parda. One island, Marshall Islands, the people there are very particular about their external parda. As in, they don't have, show any public display of affection, they don't hold hands, they don't kiss. Even the clothing they wear, they wear almost like a kameez that you do for shalwar kameez, where it's very long, men, women, everybody covers their clothes you know, to the, themselves for the most part. But that culture, although it has this element, they also have a very high ratio of teen pregnancies, they, have, you know, they sleep around, they have a lot of kids, they have everything under the, you know, behind the scenes, all of it's happening. But during the daytime, you wouldn't suspect it. Meaning they don't have any concept of marriage. They just meet one girl here, meet a guy there, and it's completely normal. The next island over was Marshall Island, or sorry, Micronesia, in which there was an island called Ponape, and the other islands were very similar as well. And there, the very opposite would happen. Their dress, they were always half naked. They always showed some sort of affection publicly, to some extent. And you could see that they were just always half-naked, men and women. It was no problem for them. But in them was instilled a concept of marriage. And so they rarely ever had anything external, outside of marriage. No premarital sex, no extramarital sex, 
None of those things existed. They would always get married. Yet, from their appearance, you would assume that they are attracting people all day long, and they probably do these things, but they wouldn't. It was part of their culture that they must get married. They must have their parents involved. They literally had a very similar to a nikah form. So the conclusion that we were able to come by, by just viewing these two different islands that have thousands of histories of their own, and they're very close to each other, yet very opposite. We came to the conclusion that parda is the same for us. That you cannot have one element and miss the other. And you cannot have one without the other. And it goes both ways. There will be some people who say, you know, I don't do parda. But I'm a very nice person, I'm this, X, Y, and Z. I don't look at boys and I don't attract people and this and that. Sure, that's fine. But you're missing the external. Then there will be others who do parda. They will have their hijab on. Or for men, they will be very particular about what they wear or how they're looking in public. But the moment they're in those situations, they're also going to bars and they're also going to clubs and they're also drinking and they're also interacting with the opposite gender. So what is important for us as a take-home message, it is that when we go home, let us think about ourselves first, whether you are male or female. What part of Pardar are you weak in? Because in this day and age, unfortunately, there are a lot of marriages that are breaking because of pornography. Our Khalifa has mentioned this. Because the men cannot control their eyes, so they're all day long either watching pornography or they're on the street. They're looking around. They're scanning. Their radars are on all the time just to scan somebody who's beautiful. While their wife would be standing right next to them with full hijab. So they're expecting them to have one standard while they're missing their own. So it is very, very crucial for us to now look back, ask ourselves, what form of parada are we strong in? And what part are we weak in? Are we strong in the external, but we're weak in the internal? Let's work on it then. Because you need both. Do not assume one is enough. And if you are strong in the internal, then now it's time to work on the external. If you are strong in the internal, you do not attract people, great, good job. But now it's time to embrace the external as well. Because both are needed for us to have a complete form of parda. And I will end it here. May Allah help us to do so. Ameen. اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم إنك حميد مجيد